SA's greatest rivalry on radio. The 5AA Sports Show. Rowie and Timmy G. Big second hour of the show on the way to Great League Matthews in just one second. Graham Corns will join us after 5.30. And we'll also take your calls thanks to CPAP as we flash back to 1998. And the Crows win over North Melbourne. Also, a lot of text messages and emails coming through on the Festivus, so we'll get to your thoughts on that as well. It's not even a word. It is. Just a reminder, every call, every email, every SMS is in the running this week for two bottles of Rusden Wines. That's daily. And then at the end of the week, you could win a 50-bottle Vintech wine cabinet full of Rusden Wines. So you just, over 2K. Those Vintac wine cabinets, superb. So imagine you just contribute to the Rose show. You win yourself a prize. Lee's about to hang up and ring back so that he can be in the yeah, running. There's <laughs> no Merlot in it. There's no Merlot in it. All right. We'll find him something. The great Lee Matthews joins <laughs> us for Rossdale Homes and City Discount Ties. They're your local family-run businesses, keeping Adelaide's family safe with the biggest brands in years. Lee Matthews. Oh, the post is broken. Matthews in it. <laughs> oh, talk about a he-man. On the 5AA Sports Show. Well, what uh, bigger week could you have one of the Australian rules' greatest ever players yeah. on the line? Lee Matthews. Welcome, Lee. How are you, mate? Great to be with you. Did someone mention a Merlot? I've lost concentration. I love my <laughs> Merlot. Me. <laughs> you, 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 know, me. Yeah. you know, Lee, we love you, but you're a Merlot drinker. You just go down the run every time I hear that. Oh, I leave him alone. Leave him alone. Hey, mate, what's, what's <laughs> grand final week? I was trying to des- describe to people out there what you're feeling yeah. as a player in grand final week. You know, for me, if you're fit and healthy, you, it can't come quick enough. If you're under a slight injury cloud, well, you won every minute. Yeah, well, it's, 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 well it's, I always think it's one of the most exciting and one of the most cruelest days in the footy can, uh, yes. calendar. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of crying goes on in grand final days, and sometimes <laughs> it's tears of joy, and sometimes it's tears of despair, right? Yeah. But the other part of it, there's always the player who has just missed out on being in the premiership team. Sometimes it's through selection, and sometimes it's through maybe being injured. And obviously, this week we've got to. Got a couple, and it tends to happen every year. Young Max Holmes down at Geelong, and Sam Root at the uh, at the Swans. Who it'll all week. It will lay every they what they did last week. You wouldn't think they're going to come up in seven days, but they uh, will wait and find out. And someone said to me once, "What do you think about playing injured players in any game, let alone a grand final?" So you never play injured players. Point is, have they sufficiently recovered? That is the conundrum that everyone's mm. trying to get their mind around. I'm talking about the people at the club, the coaches, the conditioning staff. These days, the conditioning staff mostly tend to just make make the choice. They either say, yes, we think he is ready to play mm. or or not. It's, the coach usually just takes the uh, advice. takes the, the medical advice. But nevertheless, it, it, they become this really difficult matter. And the other thing that always hits me, you know, I'm sure in all competitions at all levels, players will play in a grand final and get through with an injury they couldn't play in any other game. Mm. In other words, cause it's the last game of the year, it's, there's no next week, and the mind over matter of really it's so important you know, to want to play in the grand final. They can carry an injury that you wouldn't even be able to carry in the, in the preliminary final. So it's interesting to always always a difficult conundrum for clubs to judge is a player you know sufficiently ready and fit uh, mm. or is he or is he should he be pulled out and it's a cruel day because there's always going to be the player yeah. who just misses out oh, mm. we always go back to your years at 
the Lions. Was it Nigel Lappin yes. that had that injury? Well, yes, yes. Well, I, I always had the determination. If I was a coach, I'd be saying to the fifth of the and the player for that matter, don't go breaking down in the first five minutes. <laughs> I, Tony Shaw, the great Tony Shaw, who was captain of Collingwood when I coached Collingwood, we played the Eagles in Perth in the first final of 1994. It looked like Shaw, Shaw he had hurt his calf in the last training session the night before. He went and got the magic hands, you know, the magic masseur who got yes. him right. He said, I'm ready to play. And I let him play and he, he was off in five minutes and yeah. we're one man short. So yeah. the one thing you can't abort, uh, afford is to have an injury. And that's where a muscle injury, if it's a, if it's a hamstring injury, for instance, if you ping a hamstring, you're off, aren't you? You that's can't it, carry that. Now, Nigel Lappin, who you, who you just mentioned, he had the cracked ribs. And we and, and the old state, you don't run on your ribs. So mm. as long as you don't feel the pain, it's mm. not a moving part. So he was injected heavily. And, and well, we, we gave him a really heavy fitness test because we had to know he'd be okay. We're pretty sure he punched his lung oh, in the fitness test no. on the Friday night. Seriously. And, and of course, I remember Nigel said uh, in the pre-game lunch, it's about an hour before the game's due to start, and Nigel still wasn't sure whether he was okay. Oh, and I remember the physio said that he, he's got to make the call. He said, I'm, I'm not hurting, but I can't seem to breathe deeply. She <laughs> <laughs> only a little bit. Yeah, that's right. That felt, well, there's little punctured lungs and there's big punctured lungs. Let's remember that. But anyway, oh, he got through the game God. fine, but it ended up uh, at that night. He didn't fly back for a couple of days because he did have a slightly punctured lung. So he got yes. through, but. And if he hadn't got through, guess what? As coach, I would have been criticised enormously if he'd broken down in the first 10 minutes. So it's a risk you take. It's a risk-reward. You weigh up the pros and cons. Again, the the medical staff mostly these days are the ones who make the final call. Any thoughts on the Brownlow medal on Sunday night? One, I didn't mind it being on a Sunday night, Lee, I must admit. But uh, any thoughts on how it rolled out? Yeah, well, yeah, to be honest, whether it's Monday night of grand final week or Sunday, I, I must admit, I wouldn't mind a Sunday night because there'd be a little more chance that the players, like Sydney players, didn't travel down. Yeah. And probably they wouldn't travel down on a Sunday night as opposed to a Monday night. But for me as a viewer, it made no difference to me that it was on Sunday. And getting right. it out of the way a little earlier in grand final week might be, you know, for the players who are involved in the, in the grand final the following uh, week, and the thing that really interests me about it, like like the two big improvers this year, Collingwood were obviously the big improvers as a team. And Patrick Chris, I remember saying midway through last year, Patrick Chris had looked like he'd lost his ability in his run and he'd become a really kind of slow, cumbersome sort of player. But he, he is back in in form oh. big time this year and that was borne out in the, in the Brownlow medal. But one of the things that interests me, the, the Brownlow this year, I mean, I know when we when uh, when I played, I don't know about Rory in the sample, I always thought if you could get over a bit over 20 votes, you had some chance of winning the league's main award, mm-hmm. right? Nowadays, if you don't get 30, you're going to be nowhere near it. Like mm, the, last, yeah. the last five or six years, the, the winner's got 31, 35, 36, 28, 33, 31, 36, 29. Like... It used to be that, I mean, Jared Healy won in 98 with 20 votes. Like, for some reason in the modern era, now, well, well, and, I, and I think why, why, we had a little segment on our radio on, on the weekend, why, why, why? So why is it the Brownlow medalists are getting much higher votes than they did in the previous generation? Now, I'll pop out my couple. 
I reckon because they've got a system-based midfielders, very pl- few players get tagged. The good players are allowed to just go and keep playing without a, an individual opponent hanging off them, which yep. would have happened yep. a generation ago. I think the individualised training means that I suspect that you're getting players on the field in a better condition week in, week out, maybe, than we did a generation ago. So the better, you know, the best players are better more often. And just maybe with the three umpiring system, the three umpires get together, they ended up probably coming to the same best few players on the ground as the media awards, the, the external observers. But it's certainly... If you don't get 30 votes now, you're not going to win the medal, are you? And you've got to vote in 12 or 13 games. It's a, yeah. so it has changed over generations. So they're my what is it? Whether you've got any thoughts, is it, is it altered like that at all in the tent for voting? Nah, the modern umpire has no really? ideas, what I'd say. <laughs> no, no, it's probably been in the 20s for the for the Sandfield, but uh, I've got to say... It's altered over the years. I had a yeah. look at the... Yeah. Ollie Wines won last year with 36, but... Poor old, yeah, yeah Bontempelli polled 33, and in the last 20 years, he would have only been beat four times. Mm. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's pretty unlucky not to yeah, have a brown yeah. around his neck. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we had, well, we had sort of like six players who got the 25 votes, mm. uh, so uh, plus. So anyway, then you've, got to, you've got to actually uh, have uh, you know, about probably 10 or 11 almost best on ground, about half the, half the games. If you want to win the Brownlow, so it's very different in the modern era. And I, yes. I don't know, that, the, that's the only reason I can think is that handful of um, handful of reasons that uh, why that is. Mm-hmm. Now we just heard Gill uh, today talk about this AFL extra round, this round twenty four. Yeah. So we're pretty excited yeah. about here because we're thinking about setting we'll up a it. bit of a festival of football. So what are yeah, your thoughts? Yeah. Doesn't excite me, right? <laughs> but I'm not a footy fan. But I'm not a footy fan. I mean, I, the foot, there's a, like for instance, okay, let's say that it's in Adelaide. Yeah. So just uh, your home state, your home, uh, home city. Okay, so you've got all nine games at Adelaide Oval over three or four days of footy, correct? Now, now clearly, Port and Crows would be two of the games. They'd be big, big drawing games in Adelaide. Yeah. I mean, when say you got um, North Melbourne playing Sydney. Yeah. You're going to get a job. I mean, are the Adelaide fans that into it that they're going to go to half a dozen games each? Or how would it work, you think? Like, in other words, I think why? Why would we go to this? I know it's on in the NRL. Normally it comes to Brisbane in the NRL. Yeah. So they all come to Brisbane. Been happy for a few years. But if you're going to play an extra round, the other, if you don't play the festival of the nine games, it means at least half the teams are getting an extra home game, aren't they? Which means. Most most people rate a home game at you know your one or two million dollars in total revenues. So I'm not sure whether we gain a lot unless the government or the Adelaide government, for instance, would they would they put in big time yeah, to get nine games would. in Adelaide? Yeah, I think they would. Yeah. And the thing is, Lee, if it is in Adelaide, I reckon there'd be a, well, yeah. there's ten teams in Melbourne. There'd be a lot of Melbourneites yeah. coming here, filling up. Restaurants, yeah, because they're looking to hotels. do it in uh, April school holidays so that they can travel over and come for the game. So, yeah, the economic benefit would be huge, I reckon, for yeah, the city. Okay. It's whether yeah, anyway. it's probably whether they yeah, want to travel. Okay. That's true. That's it, is, true. it is. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, we know, it, and it, it's worked quite well in the in the NRL. But I just asked myself because I was in Brisbane, so there's nine. Well, there was a lot of games in Brisbane during the COVID when there was mm. you know, there was games at Metricon and Brisbane over a, a few day period. Middle people weren't really able to go in COVID. I, 
I don't know. I, I, I might be wrong, but in, in the AFL, mm. which is so national, I mean, you've got a, a game of footy in Adelaide every uh, top level AFL every week as well. So same with with Perth. But uh, anyway, if, I guess if the government are going to buy the football festivals, as you call it, then maybe that's the uh, where the big dollars come in. It's not even a word, Lee. Not even a word. Hey, <laughs> I love no, it. Sounds good, though. I like it. It sounds good. I like it. <laughs> Who wins? Who wins, Lee, just in a word? Uh, Geelong. Yeah. I think Geelong are, are the, if they play at their best, I think Geelong will win. Yeah, I agree. Lee, thanks very much. Do uh, we have Lee next week, or is this it? Uh, that's a good Oh, it question. can't be goodbye. It depends if you're nice to me. Sometimes we actually have a little bit of a season run down. But anyway, Let's we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We're going to be Lee. nice to Lee Matthews. Yeah. Of course we are. He's got a statue at the MCG. Get a Merlot for him? Yeah, no, no, we're not. Speak to you next week, Lee. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. He's a ripper. Love it. City Discount Tyres, your local family-run businesses stocking the biggest brands in tyres. We will speak to Lee next week, I've just heard. Uh, They've been keeping Adelaide families safe. Of course they have on the road. When you need the right tyre advice, City, City Discount City discount tyres. You know what we'll do? We'll go and see Jamie and Sam at Powell's, Parafield yes. Airport Liquor Store, home of the hard-to-find wine, mm, beer and spirits. Go cool. straight to the Merlot section. Just get your best Merlot. They don't even make it now. Yeah, no, they do. Sam, Sam Powell's have everything. Well, they do have everything. Yeah, but, yeah they do. But, but I, I, I defy Sam or Jamie to ring now and tell us you've got a Merlot in your vast range of oh, reds at oh, Powell's. Absolutely. Well, Rustins don't make a Merlot. No, there they don't make one. We took no. Lee there, had a lovely night, and he mm. said, I'll have a Merlot, thanks. Well, just about, <laughs> Christian just about fell over and knocked himself out. Wow. Not the right people to say it, then, all right? <laughs> <laughs> big, ballsy red Shiraz, I would have thought Lee wow. would have been. All right. Just That's a thumping great big red. Challenge accepted for Jamie and Sam Powers, I would have thought. And, we're we'll gonna... send, and we'll send the best to Lee. Yes, we're going to get to your calls on the 98 Grand Final for CPAP right after this. Quanti from 5.30.